This episode is brought to you by TBS. It's October, and that means the MLB postseason is back on TBS. You can watch the biggest and brightest in the American League take the field and battle it out for a spot in the World Series. There will be crazy hits and clutch performances, jaw-dropping action from the Division Series on October 11th, and, of course, you have to watch the crowning of the next American League champion. Catch the best of the MLB postseason all month long on TBS. heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, hockey, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all the action. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap and then sit back and watch your points pile up. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using promo code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network for Friday, February 26th. Ian Cameron, uh, Jimmy Murphy, looking ahead to the Friday NHL card. Uh, Before we get to today's slate, because we only have three games on tap, we have a little bit more more time at our disposal to look back on the night that was in the NHL uh, on a Thursday night that was littered with a ton of games. Uh, We see teams that smired in slumps continue to slump. The Vancouver Canucks shut out by the Edmonton Oilers. Things continue to get worse for them, if that's at all possible. Uh, Vancouver just can't get out of their own way. Columbus can't right the ship. Uh, they lose once again to the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, Chicago just keeps on just really stunning everybody this year with an incredible first month and a bit of this NHL season. Patrick Kane continues to be a terror. Uh, terrific work from him. And the Montreal Canadiens, proof last night that the first game for a new head coach doesn't always pay off and result in a victory. As the uh, Montreal Canadiens start the game strong, up 2-0, lead 3-1 later in the game. But it was all Winnipeg from that point on. The roof caved in on the Montreal Canadiens after that. Uh, and a 3-1 lead turns into a 6-3 loss to the Winnipeg Jets last night. Uh, and proof that maybe there's more to it than just Claude Julian with the Montreal Canadiens. Like I've said, you know, there's players on this team that have underachieved, that have not, you know, performed up to their level of expectations. And unfortunately, the guy that's probably staring down the uh, barrel of the gun right now more than anybody with this team is Carey Price, and rightfully so. And I hate to be critical. Anybody hates to be critical of a guy that's been a one of the premier goalies, elite goalies in the world, let alone the NHL, 
for the last decade. But right now, he is not above criticism. And that is now two games in a row. The team is right there in the hockey game, Montreal, with a chance to win. They battled their way back. They did it against Ottawa earlier this week in the second game. They get themselves back up off the mat following a deficit. And there's Carey Price allowing a soft Dairy Queen special type of goal that can't go in. That can't go in again on any goalie, let alone Carey Price. It happened with the Brady Kachuk goal against Ottawa, the, the game before Claude Julian's dismissal. And it ha- happened again last night against the Winnipeg Jets. When that game was 3-3, there's a goal that just simply can't go in the net that gets past Carey Price. Can't go in the net. Can't go in. And I hear people on Twitter saying you got to lay off Carey Price. Bullshit right now. He's not playing well enough. You know, he's not the only issue. I will say that. And it's not fair to put all of this at the feet of Carey Price. You know, it's not fair to put all of this on Carey Price's shoulders. The defense has been poor lately. The special teams have been miserable for the Canadians. Their penalty kill stinks all of a sudden. Uh, The power play actually, you know, got back on track a little bit last night. But special teams, five-on-five play, which was strong early in the year for Montreal, isn't so right now. There's been blunders in front of the net. There's players that are paid to put the puck in the net that aren't right now for the Canadians at this point in time. Uh, there's a ton of issues right now. Tyler Toffoli's kind of cooled off even after a good start. Josh Anderson's kind of, you know, leveled off the last few games. Not And they've been good. So I'm going to not criticize them as much, but there's more than just Carey Price to the problems that this team has. I understand that. I get that. But Carey Price is a big, big part of the problem. Not going to say the entire problem, but a big, big part of it right now. And at some point, it'll be interesting to see if Jake Allen gets a little more racetrack to run with potentially in terms of starts in net, more opportunity to get the crease because right now Carey Price is struggling and his quotes after the game last night saying, I'm overthinking things right now. You're not thinking overthinking anything. You're just not doing. It's not about thinking. It's about doing. It's about making saves. It's about making timely saves. It's about making saves that a goalie should make. You know, these little right, blow the, the, blow the puck right through the five hole on him which has happened two games in a row along the ice. These are shots that are along the ice with not much velocity behind them. And they're going right through him. It happened against Ottawa. It happened again against Winnipeg. So uh, that's a problem right now. And he's got to find a way to solve it. Uh, Let's get some thoughts from Jimmy on uh, the action we saw last night uh, in the NHL. Uh, Jimmy, uh, Thursday night NHL. uh, What uh, stood out to you about uh, the games we saw last night on the Thursday slate? Montreal Canadiens. I mean, obviously, I was focused on uh, the Bruins and their debacle on Long Island. Man, the Islanders just own the Bruins this year. Um, and, you know, I'll get to that in a second, that third period collapse that the Bruins had. But um, just with the Canadians, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, anyone saying right now that Price is above criticism or lay off him, hey, he's paid big money. He's a big boy. He can handle it or he should be able to handle it. And if he can't, they shouldn't be in the NHL. That's just a, that's a plain and simple of it. And, you know, I'm sorry. Cry me a goddamn river uh, for Carey Price. It's not happening. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Uh, I'm, you know, this guy's had enough chances to, to right the ship, and he, he isn't doing it right now. And, you know, if I'm him, knowing the way you're playing, you just admitted you're not with it mentally right now. If you're really about the team right now, go to, go to your new coach there. Go to Dominic Ducharme and tell him right now, I need to sit. 
Okay, I'll be at the ready. I'll be at the. I'll be willing and able to come in if you need me as a backup right now. But you need to. You need to run with Jake Allen because the problem is, and I don't think, and, and I don't know if this was the case with Coach Julian. I have no facts or anything to support this, but I think it's a organizational thing, coaching and management, where they're afraid to do this. They're afraid to say, Carrie, you're the backup. Jake Allen is our new starter. We don't care how much money he's making versus you. We don't care about the track record of your careers. Right now, this is where we're at, and the only way we're going to salvage this season is if we make Jake Allen our starter. So, you know, if Dominic Duchamp wants to prove to his team that he's got a big brass set of balls, then do it. Do it right now because if you let this go anymore, it's going to get worse and worse, and before you know it, you're going to be out of the playoffs. And, you know, I was just talking to a – an NHL pro scout before I hopped on with you. And he said, you know, after what Ottawa did to Calgary last night, and I know Calgary's looking to get home and they're on the tail end of a back-to-back nights there. And, you know, they, they, they had a, they recovered nicely on that trip, but you know, Ottawa caught them in a good spot, but they still pounded them. And Ottawa's beating teams and they're beating them good. They're not, they're not, it's not just by luck. You know, they're, they're hustling. They were earning their wins. Uh, they're, you know, you can't say Ottawa's going to sneak up on you anymore because if you don't take Ottawa for real right now, then you don't belong to be in the playoffs. So you have to watch out for the fact that if you're Montreal, th- these guys have stolen points from you. You could very well be battling for a final playoff spot with the Ottawa Senators. I know that sounds crazy right now, but it, it's possible. There are all sorts of scenarios that could happen. So you need to worry about yourself. Right? You need to get the ship in the right direction. And I think you just got to start Jake Allen going forward. That's it. That's all. I mean, that, that's the only way to climb out of this because clearly the team doesn't have confidence in Carey Price and he doesn't have confidence in himself right now. Yeah, excellent points, Jimmy. There's no doubt. Uh, we're talking about a goalie and Carey Price at this point in time that uh, has lost some of that confidence. Speaking of goalies that got some confidence early this week, because I want to mention this game last night before we get to today's card. Yes, we saw Dave Riddick play awesome. Uh, in two games against the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's the uh, main reason that they took three or four points from the Leafs in those back-to-back games that they won early in the first in the week in the first of the two head-to-head meetings. And he's really the only reason they got a point out of the game that went to overtime the other night, won by the Leafs. And a big save Dave came back for a couple games, and then big sieve Dave came back last night in the game against the Ottawa Senators uh, as he gives up an ungodly bad goal of uh, uh, you know, right from the uh, red line, from the center ice uh, area, the neutral zone, uh, beating him. Uh, and obviously that was the end of the road for him last night. He was pulled after that. And he gives us this iconic, legendary image going off the ice of headbutting one of the doors uh, on the way back to the uh, dressing room. So uh, that's David Riddick. When he uh, has a rough night or he gets pulled or things does don't go his way, he's going to show you in terms of, you know, he's going to slam his stick. He's going to, you know, break something. He's going to, you know, p- pound something. And in this case, he headbutted uh, a door. Not that I would recommend anybody doing that, but uh, obviously a rough night for David Riddick and Calgary, uh, a t- team that definitely has underachieved this year, losing to the suddenly red hot Ottawa Senators. And uh, look, DJ Smith, again, we talked about it, deserves credit. This is a hardworking team. You look at these youngsters that are really coming to the forefront. Brady Kachuk, a great year so far. Drake Batherson's on fire right now. He's playing like that legit top six guy they were hoping he would be. Eric Brandstrom's been a spark plug for them, finally getting regular time on this roster. Thomas Shabbat 
establishing himself as a premier defenseman uh, in the NHL and steady enough goaltending for Matt Murray. Look, he's had some rough nights as well, but he's also had some pretty good nights and he's been steady. So give the Ottawa Senators credit, a big underdog cash last night for them. They're on a roll and uh, we'll see if it can sustain itself for 56 games the rest of the regular season. But right now, uh, not a very uh, easy team to go against with the way uh, the Ottawa Senators are playing right now. Uh, let's turn our attention now to Friday, uh, this NHL card, just three games. Uh, we'll start with the Boston Bruins and the New York Rangers. We've got the Bruins minus 175 road favorites, total five and a half shaded to the under in this game. Uh, the Boston Bruins, and uh, Jimmy will talk about this in just a second when he uh, analyzes this game. Uh, that third period didn't look like Boston Bruins hockey last night. I saw turnovers. I saw gaps. I saw lackadaisical effort, especially in the defensive zone. Just not, not the kind of stuff you usually see from Boston. And the just a, a borderline embarrassing third period last night uh, against the New York Islanders as the game completely uh, gets away from them. And the House of Horrors apparently are not over yet with the New York Islanders uh, as the uh, Bruins once again uh, go down to defeat at the hands of the Islanders 7-2 to two last night. Real ugly game. Uh, everybody talking about it. Bruce Cassidy said after the game, you know, no urgency. And I don't usually see that with my team. Well, we'll see if we get it tonight here against the Rangers. The Rangers aren't playing good hockey. The Bruins have owned the Rangers. They're 5-0-1 uh, in their last six trips to Madison Square Garden in this building. It's funny. They can't win at Nassau Coliseum. They just about always win in the other building in New York here at Madison Square Garden. Um, the Rangers are just continue to be an inconsistent mess. They're going to be without Artemi Panarin. Uh, Breadman, of course, still out for this team going into this game. I'd get the sense, though, the Rangers are going to give the Bruins some difficulty tonight um, just because of the fact that they played the Bruins tough this year. And you actually look at the recent head-to-head -head meetings, three of the last four head-to-head -head meetings with the Bruins and the Rangers um, have been decided by one goal. And the previous two meetings this season have been decided by one goal. So they've been tight games. And the Rangers, for the first time this year, are going to have some home fans in attendance at Madison Square Garden. Yes, there will be fans in the building for the first time this season at Madison Square Garden. Approximately 2,000 uh, people will be in attendance uh, to watch this game at Madison Square Garden for the New York Rangers. So obviously it's not even half capacity. It's not even quarter capacity, but it's something, some kind of crowd to pump up the home team. You know, if they fall behind, you know, at least some kind of crowd noise to maybe you know, raise the spirits of this team. It's been a struggle for the Rangers, no question, but they've played the Bruins tough. They're off a 4-3 loss to the Flyers. Uh, Chris Kreider has really been carrying them the last couple games. Eight goals uh, for the Rangers this season. Uh, he's been uh, terrific, particularly uh, as of late uh, for this uh, Rangers team. Uh, we'll see if he can uh, keep it going. He had a good game the other night against the Flyers. I'm not on the side. I'm not... Uh, it, taking Boston. I'd be reluctant to go against Boston tonight because of just how bad things went last night for them against the Islanders and they played well against the Rangers. But what I am going with is a, I'm going with an Alex B. Smith special here. I'm on the draw at plus 320 uh, in this game between the Bruins and the Rangers because we have seen, you know, one goal games, three of the last four, two of those went to overtime. And I think the Rangers get a spark from some kind of fans in the building tonight, you know, at Madison. In Square Garden, and you do have the Bruins on the second of a back-to-back -back as well. So uh, I think this game's tight. Wouldn't surprise me if the Bruins win it, but it also I think has that potential to go beyond regulation. So 
The only bet for me is the draw here, plus 320. Going to take a shot with that uh, between the Bruins and Rangers. Jimmy, uh, what do you think about Boston and New York, and what's your observations on the ugly uh, showing we saw from the Bruins last night? Well, you know, I mean, look, Ian, we said it coming into this season, and overall they've held up pretty good, but we knew that the Bruins had a very young defense, a lot of inexperience on the left side, and now that the three defensemen uh, that they started the season with on the left side, they were all out in Lake Tahoe, and then one of them came back with Jacob Saboro coming back yet. Jimmy, are you there? We have lost Jimmy Murphy. That's unfortunate, but I know what he was going at. Uh, he's uh, he's uh, in uh, uh, in, tra in transit right now. That's what uh, the term I was looking for. He's in transit right now. We'll see if we can get Jimmy back. But uh, basically what he was saying was that, yeah, the Bruins do have a young defense, and that's not uh, – we're not sugarcoating anything saying that. You know, you're talking about a defense that's lost to Zidane Chara in the offseason, now with Washington, Tory Krug, who's now with St. Louis – and now you're going to have to fill those holes with less experience and guys that are going to need time to season their game at the HL level. You know, you've got uh, Connor Clifton getting more playing time. Jeremy Lozon's injured, but he's had to play a little bit. You know, J J Jacob Zaboral, I think, has great potential, but he's going to have rough nights, including like he saw last night. And even uh, Euro uh, Vakaninen, you know, who's playing on the uh, top pairing uh, last night, at least he was with Charlie McAvoy. Uh, you're talking about a situation now with this uh, Bruins team where it's a very young blue line and unfortunately you're going to have the odd growing pains uh, and potentially games like we saw last night against the Islanders. Looks like we got Jimmy back. Jimmy, uh, go ahead. Sorry about that, guys. Right through. Exactly what I was going to say is they, they have just a, a defense right now that's a, a work in progress and, uh, you know, I give them credit. They've held up and they've kind of played above their potential, but you're going to have nights like that where, you know what, it's just all going to go wrong. And that's what happened in that third period. What I'm curious to see, and this is where we will see where this development is of these young guys, is how they react. And, you know, given Bruce Cassidy and given the veteran leadership in that dressing room, uh, I, I expect them to come out and have a strong first period. So that's why I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with the over in the first period. I think the Rangers come out. They're fired up to have fans. I think the Bruins come out. They're fired up to redeem themselves from last night. So I'm going to go with the over in the first period. Then I'm going to take this game as it goes. I'm not going to do something on the side or the total of the over right now. I'm going to look at this more as live betting. And, you know, I think the Bruins last night, that third period, it went bad for them. But I think it's another perfect example, Ian, of why, and Alex has pointed this out many times, I think the Bruins have to be in the top three teams in the NHL where you look at to live bet every game because they just change so much throughout the games. Look at their first period against their second period against their third period. They usually get progressively better as it goes on. Last night was the opposite, but that's what I mean. You, you don't know what you're going to get. It's like a box of chocolates with them. Uh, so you just want to take what you can get, and, and I'd say keep watching them in-game as this season goes on. All right, good advice. And Jimmy liking the over one and a half in the first period here tonight between the Bruins and Rangers. And I'm rolling the dice here with the draw and thinking we get maybe a game that can get to overtime between these two teams. Uh, Los Angeles and Minnesota. Next up, Minnesota minus 175 home favorites, total five and a half shaded to the under. This was the easiest pass for me on the board here. I mean, I'll be damned if I'm going to bet against LA getting this kind of price. But at the same point in time, I'm really impressed with what I've seen out of Minnesota. Uh, in recent games, making our resident uh, Ice Guys listener and viewer, Terry Edelman, very happy right now. What he's seeing from his Minnesota Wild team. And uh, even the LA Kings, six in a row, 
sweeping Arizona, sweeping St. Louis. What a job by the Kings. Unbelievable. Uh, Cal Peterson, outstanding in net uh, for this team. Uh, Dustin Brown, are you kidding? What has gone in, what's gotten into this guy? He's fifth in the NHL in goals. He's got nine points in his last seven games. He's got seven goals and set in those seven games. He's scoring at a goal per game clip. Dustin Brown is doing this, ladies and gentlemen. Dustin Brown's been his offensive game has been, you know, hasn't has been invisible for many for the last few years. Uh, what he has done is just remarkable uh, for this LA Kings team. Um, Aya Follow's been excellent. Adrian Kempe's been good. Kopitar steady as she goes. I mean, it's just a, an LA Kings team that I think offensively is that's been the surprise for them. Uh, they've been a better offensive team. Uh, they're dip I didn't think this defense was awesome coming into the season, but Doughty's you know been pretty good. I think he's uh, last year was a bit of a down year for him. I think he steadied the ship a little bit. Matt Roy has really emerged because they get this guy back in the lineup. He was out for a few games. They get him back and they haven't lost since. So obviously this is a guy that has been a huge piece to the puzzle here for the Kings on the back end, played like a different hockey team essentially uh, since they got him back. Just a lot to like right now uh, with the LA Kings, but there's also a lot to like with Minnesota. You know, Kirill the Thrill, Kaprizov with Kevin Fiala. Uh, you know, you got even get the depth forwards like Ryan Hartman scoring the other night uh, in uh, the victory that they had against Colorado. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to like with the Wild. They're getting 17 players have notched, have gotten at least a point during this four game win streak. 17 different players on this Minnesota Wild team with points uh, in the last four games. Uh, you know, Marcus Felino and like I said, the aforementioned Ryan Hartman, eight points combined between them uh, in the last two games. It was good to see Zach Parise, who's been the one guy that's kind of been lagging behind offensively for the Wild. You know, he hadn't really. Had a good start to the season, but he snapped a, a a streak of going, I think, eight or nine without a goal uh, in the 6-2 to two win against Colorado. And look, you could say Colorado is in a flat spot after all, all those games against Vegas. Certainly that's part of the fact. You got to factor that in a little bit to what Minnesota did. But you can't take too much away from what the Wild were able to do in that game. I mean, they drubbed an excellent Colorado team uh, on the road. Pretty damn impressive stuff here from uh, the wild in that game. So you got two teams surging. I don't want to go against either one right now. As total wise, I, I would lean a little, but the way these two teams are scoring a little bit over the total here in this game. But other than that, probably a game. I'm just going to sit back and watch when it done. Jimmy, what's your take here on the uh, Kings and the wild? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to pass in this game. And I definitely, I'm, I'm also with you. I would lean on the over if I was going to do anything, but yeah, just uh, two surprising teams and really impressive. And uh, I give the Kings a lot of credit uh, for what they're doing right there. You know, as you were talking, I'm trying to think about who's on their blue line right now. And uh, off the top of my head, I don't think I can name more than two guys. And yet, here they are. They're uh, they're winning. They're getting things done. And obviously, Peterson's been great for them. And Net Quick has been getting better as the season goes on. So uh, good on the LA Kings, good on the Minnesota Wild, but I'll pass on this one. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, the LA Kings, you know, it's been a big difference maker for the LA Kings. It's been Ole Mata. He's, he's given them a more of a puck moving dimension to this blue line, a little bit of a good skater as well. He's been good on this blue line. Matt Roy has been the guy that stood out because they, they struggled without him. They get him back. They haven't lost. So he's been uh, terrific. They have Sean Walker and they have Curtis McDermott on the third pair. 
Uh, McDermott's definitely McDermott's a pretty good fighter. If you've watched some of McDermott's fights, that guy can chuck the nucks. Uh, he's done a good job at, with that. Um, but this Kings team, I mean, and Tom McClellan uh, sort of sh showing why he's had success in the past. Remember, Edmonton actually won a playoff series, got to the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs back when Todd McClellan coached this team. And we know what he did in San Jose for all those years before that. So this is a quality coach. This, guy, this is a guy that knows what he's doing and he's getting the most out of this L.A. team right now. Same with Dean Evason. Dean Evason is looking more and more like a, a, a solid hire, a pretty fiery guy. He's very ultra, he was ultra competitive as a player. Uh, I think it's kind of filtered into this Minnesota team, uh, taking on the characteristic, the personality of their head coach, you can say. And yeah, these are two teams that that's why this game is a fun to watch. You would have said to me, start of the season, give me, uh, I'm looking forward to Kings and Wild. I probably would have uh, been kidding about it, but no, I'm serious now. This is actually a game I'm looking forward to watching here tonight, uh, the Kings and the Wild. Uh, final game on this Friday slate with just the three games. It's Colorado and Arizona. We've got the Avalanche, minus 170, road favorites, total five and a half here in this game. Uh, obviously, Colorado now off consecutive losses. They lost the uh, fourth and final of the games they played against Vegas, uh, and then they got that 6-2 to two shellacking at the hands of the Minnesota Wild. They're going to give Philip Grubauer a rest, and I don't mind this decision from Jared Bednar. That was definitely not a vintage performance from Grubauer. Not, 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 not that he was awful. It's just a couple of those goals you would have liked to have seen him make the save the other night uh, against the Wild. So they're giving him a break, giving him a rest. So they're going to go with Hunter Miska in net, second of the back, first of the back-to-backs, the same two teams playing each other tomorrow night. So you'll probably see Grubauer back in that game. Uh, Aiden Hill uh, in net for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Remember, Darcy Kemper got injured uh, in the last game against Anaheim. So uh, and, and that's the game, of course, the second of the games where the Coyotes came back from the dead, essentially, uh, to beat the Anaheim Ducks. And it was Aiden Hill uh, who finished that game in net uh, for the Coyotes. Uh, so you've got Aiden Hill versus Hunter Miska, a battle of backups here in this game. Regardless of the goaltending matchup, you know, look, let's give Arizona credit, you know, for beating Anaheim and coming back to do it twice in a row. But eventually you get off to these slow starts. You're not going to be able to dig your way out of them against better teams. And you look at Colorado, two losses in a row, this is the kind of team I usually like to back when they're off, especially off multiple losses, and especially when one of those was a really poor loss, poorly played loss like the, the other night against Minnesota. Uh, so I am on two plays here. I like Colorado in regulation, which is around minus 115. It's a better price. I'm not going to lay minus 170 on the road, but I like Colorado uh, in regulation here, minus 115. And I also uh, like the over here, five and a half now, especially with this goaltending matchup. Look, Arizona's trended over. The last few games, in fact, for the season, they have a winning over-under record, uh, the Arizona Coyotes, uh, on the year. Uh, for this entire season, or the last 10, rather, they're 6-4 six, six to the over uh, overall. They, both of the games against Anaheim uh, went over the total. Uh, Colorado, after getting shut out by Vegas and only scoring the two goals against Minnesota, this feels like the kind of spot for their offense to open up. I mean, Nathan McKinnon has gone without a point in two straight games. That almost never happens. That's also why I'm looking at Nathan McKinnon to score a goal tonight for the Colorado Avalanche in this game. He's just in one of those prime spots. I like elite players like a McKinnon, a McDavid, Matthews. Go on down the list of all the top players in the league. I like player props on those guys when they've gone two games or more in a row without contributing. They don't usually have extended slumps from a scoring standpoint. And I think you're going to see Nathan McKinnon 
uh, get back uh, on the score sheet tonight. I wouldn't, I wouldn't talk anyone out of his shots on goal over prop. I wouldn't talk anyone out of over points. If you can find that at certain sports books, but definitely him to score a goal tonight. Cause again, he's been held without a point in two straight games. I highly doubt that's going to happen a third straight game. He's just been terrific in terms of avoiding these long-term scoring slumps. And the fact he's facing an Arizona team that defensively is not quite shutting it down at the level that they did last year and now has the backup Aiden Hill in that tonight. Perfect opportunity for Colorado to get their offense going and probably a perfect opportunity for Nate the Great McKinnon to get his offense going tonight as well. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here with this one, uh, Colorado, Arizona? Well, I'll make it quick. My reception's starting to go a little iffy here. So uh, give me the puck line, Jimmy puck line for this one. I'll take Colorado minus one and a half. All right, there we go. I figured if this was if there was a puck line spot on tonight's card, uh, it might be this one uh, with Colorado and uh, Jimmy going with the uh, puck line on the Avs uh, here uh, at a Brown. Let's check the uh, price on that. But it's uh, right now, uh, as I bring it up here, Colorado puck line is minus uh, one and a half plus 160 uh, is the price with the Avalanche uh, on the puck line tonight. All right, good stuff. Uh, that is the Friday NHL card. A reminder that we're we're here seven days a week, all right? We're lover boy. We're working for the weekend. Uh, that's what we do here at the Ice Guys. We don't take days off. We lace up the skates on Saturday. We lace up the skates on Sunday. We're here noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Pacific, Saturday and Sunday with our weekend editions of the Ice Guys show live on YouTube. So make sure you join us. And tomorrow you're not going to want to miss it at noon Eastern. Uh on Saturday. We have a massive Saturday card coming up. Uh, we're going to have to go rapid fire because it is a huge, huge slate of games taking place tomorrow, uh, but we'll break them all down for you right here uh, on the Ice Guys show, noon Eastern, uh, 11 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Pacific uh, tomorrow. Uh, I'm looking at it now. Uh, we have a whopping uh, 14 games to break down on the Saturday card tomorrow, so it is a huge card We'll be on the air to give you all the details, all our bets, all our plays, Saturday, noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Pacific time. I'm drilling this into your head, everybody, because I know there were some people that uh, DM'd me on Twitter last week at uh, 2.30 p.m. Eastern on a Saturday and saying, where's the Ice Guys show? We're not on at 2 p.m. Eastern on the weekends. We move it up to noon Eastern because we know we often have day games, matinee games, afternoon games on Saturdays and Sundays. So we want to get them all in because our goal is to break down every single game throughout the NHL season right here on this show from a betting perspective. That's our goal. That's our aim. And we want to deliver on it. So Saturday, Sunday, noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Pacific, the weekend edition of the Ice Guys. And as always, download the audio podcast version of the show if you can't tune into YouTube live to watch us. Um, great numbers. I mean, with the downloads of the podcast, you know, over 1700 downloads, over 750 unique listeners. Uh, great. And we're only in our first month. So the numbers are probably going to only keep growing from here. Uh, it is going to be, uh, it's been a great partnership already with the hockey podcast network, which is why I'm more than happy to also take care of a little business with THPN and remind you to download the sports uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network. You'll get bet bonuses, you'll get bet boosts, you'll get incentives in exclusive deals by downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app, uh, signing up for an account, 
and using the promo code THPN. All right, it is time for best bets. Slim pickings, only three games to choose from. But, Jimmy, best bet for Friday, what would it be for you? I'm going to go with that first period over in the Bruins Rangers. All right, Bruins Rangers over one and a half first period. Uh, my best bet is going to be Colorado in regulation. Keep it nice and simple, minus 115. I think it's a situation where you get Colorado's best off a couple losses in a row uh, facing this Arizona team uh, that's played well. I mean, and came back to beat Anaheim. You give them all the credit in the world for doing that. Uh, but definitely it's a uh, Anaheim or an Arizona team that was also kind of fortuitous to even have themselves in a position to come back to win those games. Uh, Colorado after two straight losses. I think you'll see their A game. And I like I say, I like Nate McKinnon uh, props as well tonight in this game. But, but for my best bet, Colorado in regulation, minus 115 against Arizona. That's my best bet for this Friday, uh, February 26th edition of the Ice Guys. And that'll wrap up this edition of the show. Thank you to everyone for watching. Again, if you can't watch us live on YouTube, uh, download the audio podcast version of the show on all major podcast providers. Uh, and uh, make sure uh, every day uh, to tune into the Ice Guys because we're here seven days a week. For Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And I will talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.